0: Lala interview with Amy Smith, Tuesday, 31st June 2011, Taipei, Taiwan. Yeah, so so like, where have you come from, and where do you think you are now? <laughs> just, like, just a like s- life question here. <laughs> just, start, just start with something small and simple. Okay. Well. Uh, I came from a very traditional sense of contemporary dance, I guess. traditional <laughs> Training. I trained at WAPA, you know, yeah. and the training is, you know, um, well, very uh, what I would call Australian dance training: well. ballet, contemporary, and the idea is you come out and you are ready to be a dancer. So that was my expectation at the time I graduated. And then, very, and then I went straight to Europe and I quite quickly discovered that I wasn't interested in dancing in other people's companies unless I really connected with the work that they were making. And so I turned into a choreographer. I mean, I always liked making work and I always thought that's what I would do, but kind of I skipped this being a dancer for someone else that most people go through in their, in their career pathway in the dance world. So I started making work pretty young Um, and again, uh, the work I first started making was much more in the dance world I guess than out and I made work for theatre and um, in a way it received lots of positive response from the dance world as an up and coming emerging choreographer or whatever that was. And, but the more I made work, the more I realised I didn't just want to make work that looked pretty, but I wanted work that engaged with issues of our time. That's what I really wanted to do, and if I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't feel satisfied in what I was making. And so then I, well, I just, I think I was... I was always making work with this interest, but it took me a while to recognise it and articulate that that's what I wanted to do. Mm. And the more I've gone down that pathway, the more my work work's become into discovery and it's taken on a lot of other forms or mediums to inform it. And the more I sit outside of the box now, <laughs> and I kind of... Uh, I'm not sure where I sit anymore. (laughs) So I invited people who I'd met in Taipei to offer me a skill that they had, that they already had, that they thought might be useful in surviving or shaping the future. So in asking that question to them, there was a dialogue and thinking about what the future, what they thought, what people thought the future would look like. Um, and then also, so in in that way, sort of a recognition of your fears, but also having to articulate what you hope for at the same time. And also, what why I came to the skill rather than it just being a conversation was that I was interested in pinpointing and recognizing something real and tangible that that we already had, that was there, that was available. And in that way, I. Thought, that was something that I feel is active, I guess. And so then I got them to teach me this thing, and I accumulated them like like an encyclopedia, um, you know. And and you could you could say that realistically, maybe I am arming myself practically with things for the future. But but also for me, I mean, more of the powerful thing is that the process of thinking about it and imagining it and um, the symbolic nature of what that is to, to, to use, yeah, think about what we already have and think about what we want. So what what kind of things do people teach you? Um, someone told me how to archive. <laughs> That sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds really it incredible. Was amazing. We probably don't have enough time to talk about it. But... <laughs> Someone told me to stand on my head, so they were playing, you know, you know playing Life. with the idea of if the world turns upside down, if you're able to to be upside down, you'll be out, you know, just a kind of more of a symbolic and mental headspace. But we physically learned how to stand on our heads. <laughs> uh, Someone taught me a Buddhist mantra that they say that they think resonates to positive frequency. A few people taught me how to cook things. What Uh, things? I learned how to cook some things only with onion. Wow. I also learned a Taiwanese um, dish called radish cake, which uses really simple ingredients and really cheap ingredients. What else did I learn? I learned one guy's philosophical technique, which was with everything that you come across, you have to ask the question do I really need that? And will it hurt? Me, my family, or the earth. So I had to go through these three steps. Wow, that's great. That's how we walk around that's really the world. Great. Wow. I learned how to do this this dance activity, or this movement activity from a dancer. Uh, which can be done with anyone, not just dancers, but with anyone. And it's about share. Uh, I guess she was interested in how you that um, it's important to come back to the body. She thought that would be important for the future, using the body as a, yeah a way to express stuff. Someone taught me how to, um, to light up some clothing with LED lights (laughs) they were interested in technology and how technology would be more used a word for it but everywhere like ubiquitous ubiquitous technology there you go and did you so and did you get a sense that
1: like what were your findings
0: I mean, what my findings? I mean, obviously you had a limited time to do this. And you, I You know, it's a very small sample group, but if you were to kind of scientifically lay down some findings on what you discovered in the process, what, what, what do you think, what's the future like? And, and what I think do people a, need? Wow. Well, uh, I think a lot of people... Uh, about what the future will be, which I, I guess is why I did this project, because I had this kind of sense, but to actually bring that out through conversations and through, with with, with people that are practically strangers, many of them, and majority were quite pes- pessimistic, not the word, but worried about the future. Mm.
1: Let me say something profound for your interview. So <laughs>
0: I don't. I, want, I don't want you to come off, come across as being more intelligent than <laughs> me. That would be really bad. Oh, that's how it works. So you did not teach me that you, when you talked about archiving. Can I have that one? Yeah, yeah I've two? had one of those. For sure, yeah. it's a really good actually. And <laughs> yeah, now you need some subheadings for your archiving skills that you taught me. A few tips like don't let the interviewing sound more intelligent than you. <laughs> Um, that is a good. One.